0: Is it a bounce-back week in full effect for some of the top wide receivers? Can Debo Samuel repeat? And is there trouble for Terry McLaurin with no Fitz magic? Find out all that. Top 36 wide receivers coming at you right now. All right, TFA fam, what is going on? We obviously have a lot of wide receivers to get into. We're going to talk about our top 36, give you some flex options. Before we jump into it, if you checked out the other videos, you know what I'm going to say. We are thinking about doing a a end-of-week rankings update, just a, a quick check-in. Guys, we moved up. Guys, we moved down. If that's something that you think would be helpful, drop a comment. Let us know. It would be like a quick like three- to five-minute video. We, maybe we'll even just do it on – You know, across social media, TikTok, that sort of thing. But let us know if that's something that would interest you guys. With that out of the way, Robbie, let's jump right into this. We're going to kick things off with our top 12 wide receivers. You have Devontae Adams leading things off at one, Keenan Allen at two, Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, Allen Robinson, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, Chris Godwin, Amari Cooper, and Cooper. Cup as your top 12 for me. I have Hill at one, Adams at two, D Hop, Keenan, Amari Cooper at five, DK Metcalf at six, AJ Brown, CD Lamb, Justin Jefferson, Steph Diggs at 10, Cooper Cup, and A Rob at 12. So obviously, we are, you know, we we do believe that the the Devontae Adams bounce back game is going to be in full effect. Other than that, uh, you know, I thought I was going to be high with having Keenan Allen at four. You have him up at two, and then I, I must love your team more than you do because I have uh, both of the Cowboys in my top 12. Just talk to me about these top 12 guys. I really don't think that there's going to be too many surprising names here. We have a lot of the same names, just in some slightly different orders. So let's touch on these
1: guys, and then we'll move on to the wide receiver twos. Yeah, man, I love seeing Keenan Allen so high for you. Um, I thought I'd be just way out on a limb. Uh, got through, yeah, we got all of these rankers, and I'll be the only one this high. But I love seeing that. He had 13 targets, 9 receptions, 100 yards against, I think, a, a just, decent – Yeah, yeah, and, and this is what Keenan Allen is. like. Just another day in the office. L- so many times last year, this is just what Keenan Allen does. He gets double digit targets, get seven to nine receptions and twelve yards per reception, gets a touchdown every second, third week. You know, he'll finish the year with six to eight, sometimes nine touchdowns. So um and now he gets the Dallas Cowboys secondary. So yes. riddle me this like I almost debated putting them one, but I do think Andre Adams has that same upside against the Lions secondary. We've seen him go absolutely ballistic as well. So these two guys are runaway one and two for me, um, not, not, not much more needs to be said on that. But going down to Allen Robinson, uh, skipping a little bit of, uh, down for you, um, I'm, I'm really interested why you have him down there at 12 because I think this is just a bounce-back week for A-Rob. I think he's going to get peppered with targets. He had a little bit tougher of a matchup. He didn't get shadowed by any means by Jalen Ramsey, but he did see a lot of Jalen Ramsey where um, I'm going to vault him right back up into you know top seven-ish wide receivers for me. I think he has the talent. I do think Andy Dalton will have more success against a – Cincinnati Bengals depleted secondary. So I really like Allen Robinson um, kind of having a bounce back week. Uh, and then, yeah, the rest of the guys, are you could mix them and mash them however you want. You're a little bit higher on, on CeeDee Lamb, and, and he absolutely this could absolutely be a CeeDee Lamb week instead of a Cooper week. Maybe they both have success. I just think maybe they balance out that offense a little bit more. They're not trailing from behind as much like they were the Bucs. So Dak maybe doesn't throw as many times as he did in week one. And so maybe this is a little bit more Zeke involvement. Um, and not as much uh, passing the ball, but you could make the argument that with Gallup out, they're probably not going to go to their now third string wide receiver, uh, Cedric Wilson as much. And maybe that's more yeah. for these first two guys. It's a, maybe I'm making your counter argument before you even get to speak. But uh, yeah, th- there's, there's definitely stuff to like in Dallas. Um, talk to me about your, your top 12 here. Yeah, just on the on the Dallas thing, real
0: quick. Like, even if they do become more balanced, like you said, maybe we don't see Wilson be as involved. Maybe some of those targets, you know, shift away from the tight end slightly because both those guys, I think, you know, had over five targets. I want to say, or maybe it was six and four or something like that. Four and six,
1: four and six. Yep. Okay,
0: so so ten total between the two. I, I just think that, you know, those two are going to be the two. I think they're locked into damn near double-digit targets every single week, even if they do become more balanced. Like, Dak is still going to throw the ball 30, 35 times a game, again, even if they are more balanced. So the, those two are still going to get theirs. They're absolutely locked in. Going up against the Chargers, who, you know, the, the front seven looks good, and then, you know, their, the the safeties look good with Derwin James being back. But then they they, they do have some questions at corner. And obviously, that is not a great thing for for them. It's going to be a great thing for us. I'm really excited about this game. Uh, outside of that, like DK having DK and AJ Brown back to back, like I, I like sitting here trying to talk through this. Like I, I don't like I don't feel great about it. Like having DK up here is more just like a, a gut feeling. Obviously, Arizona just ran through. This Tennessee uh, defense. I don't think it's going to be as bad as it was. I think we see a little bit more back and forth in this game. I think Tennessee bounces back. I think we see a little bit more of a, of a DK Metcalf game. Having, I, I do have Tyler Lockett right outside, but like even like that, like made me a little bit nervous just because of like having like flashbacks to last week like, all right, man, there was his, you know, 100 yards, two touchdowns. Now we're going to go. On a, on a five-week drought, then he'll pop back up. But I, I do think we see that a little bit more balanced. Having A-Rob down at 12 for me, I just like some of these other matchups a little bit better, be, uh, to be quite honest. Having Cooper Cup up there at 11, he dominated targets. Uh, I, I I don't think we see that split between him and Robert Woods be as wide as it was in week one. I, I do think Robert Woods is still going to get his. Um, but, you know, again, going up against Indy, with what the Seahawks offense just did to them, we know that this offense is going to get thrown on Stafford's back. So it's going to be Cup. It's going to be Higby. Seems like he's working in now, and I do think we see Robert Woods bounce back. I, I was really surprised to look at Burrow's stat line, and even with the OT, he only threw 27 times. Like that wasn't their mo uh, last year at all. Now obviously they were, you know, they were had Mixon got you know just pummeled with touches. So maybe we see his touches pulled back a little bit, but. That's just one of those games where I could see it be like a a little gross, uh, you know, a little slow, where We don't have as much play volume.
1: So that's why I have him down there at 12. Yeah. You kind of touched on that Seahawks Titans matchup and and with a 50 and a half over under, I think is what it is. Depending on the site you're looking at. I think you're you're in line to see these two guys find the end zone, at least have big games. I get there's also Tyler Lockett and Julio to worry about. um, But, but I think these two guys have a really big game. And then uh, someone that, that, Maybe had a quieter week, but was still decent with Justin Jefferson. He didn't have the Justin Jefferson we got used to seeing uh, week. Uh, but he he's going to go against the Arizona Cardinals, who I think are just going to absolutely torch this Vikings secondary. Yeah. I think Kirk Cousins is going to need to throw a lot, and he's going to be looking for Justin Jefferson a lot. So he's definitely a guy that I'm locking loaded uh, as a top eight wide receiver. Let's go ahead and move things on to the wide receiver
0: twos. You have CeeDee Lamb at 13, followed by Ridley. Lockett, Thielen, DJ Moore, Julio, Bobby Trees, McLaurin down at 20, T. Higgins, Debo, Mike Evans at 23, and Deontay Johnson at 24. For me, I like I said, I have Lockett at 13, Ridley at 14, but like looking at it, like I don't I don't feel great about it. Like I feel like I should bump him down. Uh Thielen, I have Mike Williams at 16. Terry McLaurin, DJ Moore, T. Higgins, Deontay Johnson, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, and Debo at 24. Help me – go through the these wide receiver twos I I know we were both kind of in lockstep there with yeah
1: Calvin Ridley is normally in most weeks going to be a top five guy for me like I just think the the volume that he's going to get this year is going to be bonkers like I think he had what 150 targets last year with Julio playing nine weeks of football so this could just be astronomical target volume and so that's why he still makes it as a top 15 wide receiver for me even though this is a, a really bad matchup He's probably going to see double-digit targets, and with his talent, I want to make sure that I, I give him his due diligence where he's he's still going to be a startable asset. Um, he's still going to be a, a decent shot uh, to have a good game, so I, I do got to keep him up there. You could make the argument to have him lower, but I just respect the talent and the volume too much. The next guy I think that's really interesting is DJ Moore because he has a really good week one Um, This is a guy that we just know doesn't really find the end zone. Um, But I I do like this matchup. I said in the quarterback video that the Saints are without Marshawn Lattimore and Marcus Davenport, two of their top defensive players. And I think that just plays into the hands of a guy that's going to get most of the targets, uh, or I should say just a majority of the target share for Sam Darnold along with Christian McCaffrey. So I really like this game for DJ Moore. he probably has a better shot at a touchdown in this game compared to most. And and then the guy I'm a little bit lower on that that I think you are as well as Terry McLaurin. And I'm just, I really want to see what happens uh, with this offense first before I rank him higher than this, because he would be a fringe wide receiver one in most weeks, but a little bit tougher of a matchup uh, with the giants here. I could see them, um, you know, matching up Bradbury a little bit more with him because there is a drop off from McLaurin uh, to, you know, that uh, wide receiver two, especially with Curtis Samuel out. So you know, Terry McLaurin is a guy that... De'ami Brown. Yes, right? He didn't do anything, but his snap share was actually pretty damn yeah. good. I actually um, liked what I saw, even though he, stat-wise he didn't do anything for you. So excited to see his um, you know acceleration as we move on in the season. He should be a guy that that will be played at some point this year. Uh, And then T Higgins, uh, even though Jamar chase obviously had the better stat line, I don't think that's going to be the the same each week. Right. Um, They're going to mix it in. It's going to be Tyler Boyd one week, T Higgins, Jamar chase. So um, I'm going to, I'm going to keep T Higgins above Jamar chase slightly here. I do think he's, he's, you know kind of a good bet for a touchdown given his size speed combo um so i will have him kind of as a back-end wide receiver one and then the, the last guy i'll touch on is mike evans and, and he obviously was the guy that disappeared right we're going to see this a lot with the bucks where two of the three guys or maybe even three of the four if you're including gronk um, one's going to be the odd man out I do think he's in line for probably a touchdown uh, especially given the matchup against the Falcons but this is a guy that probably is going to be the low man on the target volume I think but he obviously has one of the higher upsides for touchdowns in, in any given week so I kind of split the difference between those two thoughts and just have him right there as a wide receiver too yeah man this, this Tampa Bay like I, I feel dumb
0: honestly having Godwin as low as I do and then you know, A.B. with what he did and have not even having him as a wide receiver, too. Like, I just – I hope – I don't want to see any player falter, but I hope someone is just, like, the odd man out. Like, just – whether it's Evans, whether Make
1: it
0: it's – Yeah, please. Like, I, I'm looking at this. I'm like, I, I'm going to get crushed for this. Like, you know, Godwin having the game, he did. A.B. having the game, he did. But the thing I will say is Antonio Brown only played 65% of the snaps last week. You no, know, obviously did what he did on the snaps that he saw. Uh Godwin ninety-eight percent and Evans ninety-four percent. But like you said, w- what every single week it just seems like it's gonna be an absolute headache. The 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 pro tip here is just hope you have Tom Brady and just sit back and just enjoy everything that happens, uh everything that happens outside of that. But for for me going through here, you know, like I, I feel like I could have Jamar Chase a little bit higher, you know, we're going to get into some of these wide receiver threes. Like I, I really hope Julio Jones can get back to, you know, shades of Falcons, Julio Jones. We obviously didn't see that week one, this entire offense completely sputtered. I I do think we see more back and forth this week Um, outside of that, man. I think we can move on to, to the threes before we move on to the wide receiver threes. You know we we talked about this offense whenever we brought up whenever on the running back show, San Francisco, Debo Samuel, Ayuk, Sermon, Mitchell. Like what's what going you, on?
1: What's uh, happening? Just
0: just headaches, headaches all around. What are you doing with Debo? Obviously, going up against Philly, they stifled uh, Atlanta, like you were talking about. Uh, Darius slay the the one thing if Ayuk is going to get more more snaps I, I don't even know I I don't I don't even know where to lead this conversation because like I just I still can't wrap my head around what happened last week but Debo did play way more on the outside than what I had thought he was going to now maybe if Ayuk is back in the fold they can sneak him back into the slot a little bit more but what are you doing with with Debo in week two? Like, do, do you feel good about where you have him, or is it kind of just like he needs to be there? What What, what are your thoughts on Debo, and then we can go into our wide receiver
1: three. Yeah, th- this is an offense that you know, as a guy who was lower on i u coming into the year, uh, I was a guy that said I don't think this offense can sustain Kittle, Iuk, and Debo uh, all three in any given week, and and we saw that when there's only two of the three they can have a lot of success and and it was way more than, than Debo probably will have again for a long time. But I do think that we probably need to have Debo ranked as a hot, a low end wide receiver too, but definitely in your starting lineups until we see what they're going to do with Iuke. Uh, It seemed like it was injury driven, I don't really know what Kyle Shannon is doing, so I'm not comfortable rolling out Ayuk until I see it. And we saw Ayuk be fantastic last year. We have to remember, in the four games where both Debo and George Kittle were healthy, he only had one game uh, over 46 yards, and two of the games he had uh, yardage in the teens. I think it was like 12 and 16 yards. So um, I just want to temper expectations. Well, expectations have been tempered with Ayuk, but I do think uh, eventually he'll get worked back in. But then it just makes it again. It makes it a confusing wide receiver room uh, where it's like if Ayuk is out, I'm firing up Debo for sure, and that's how I feel this week. Where I think uh, Debo will be the leading guy, Um, so I do have him ranked as a wide receiver too. Yeah, I'm
0: I'm I'm right there with you. I love Debo coming out. His thing has just been health. Yep, right. He he he's healthy right now. Is Ayuk healthy? Is it
1: you know punishment? Who knows? Like, just, just give us answers. Just just please. What are, what are the beat reporters and the beat writers doing in San Fran? I just feel like we were led astray. There, were, there was no talk about the Ayuk thing, the sermon thing. I just – they were so focused on Lance. I think that Lance stole the show and he blinded us to the Southern News.
0: Yeah, ho- hopefully, you know, that was just a, a week one slap on the wrist. We can get back to what we thought – this offense was going to look like let's go ahead and move on to the wide receiver threes for the week you are kicking things off here at 25 with sir jamar chase followed by claypool ab odell devonta smith at 29 cooks waddle juju sutton marquise brown mike williams at 35 jacoby myers at 36 for you Going back up to 25 for myself, I have A.B., Woods, Chase, Robbie Anderson, Sutton, Claypool, Cooks, Devonta Smith, Juju, Tyler Boyd at 34, Corey Davis at 35, and Visca at 36. Now, going through some of these guys, like I said, (sighs) Robbie Anderson, I I feel like I, I should probably move down. But, you know, then you're talking about Lattimore being out that obviously opens things up. There should be that connection with you know between Darnold and Anderson, so we'll I guess we'll just see what happens there. Sutton moves up obviously with the news of Jerry Judy hitting IR for at least you know six to eight weeks. It looks like it's going to be for for him. There's a couple a uh, couple interesting guys in here as well. You know Devonta Smith has that has that really nice week. He's down here as a you know a back end mid to back end uh, wide receiver three four for both of us. Tyrod Taylor coming out and just chucking up three hundred yards. Brandon Cooks going off for you know for a buck thirty buck thirty two. I, I think he had. So walk me through some of these wide receiver threes. Let's touch on these guys and we can hit some flex options
1: after that. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, just kind of at the top, the two guys I wanted to touch on are Jamar Chase and Chase Claypool. Uh, First, with Chase, he was a guy that I wasn't as worried about as most people. Uh, I I get the whole drops issue, and and I really like how Joe Burrow and and the press conference. I don't know if you caught that um, after Chase. Chase, So Chase finishes up, and Burrow sits down. He goes, "I thought he had drop problems." Or weren't you guys saying something about he had, had some drop issues? Didn't didn't see that. So. It uh, just kind of kind of throws a little shake back at the media. And, and Jamar Chase kind of came as advertised. And I think in, in games where Burrow throws more, which I think they get to, I kind of was calling for that week one. It did not come to fruition. He, he threw less than 30 times. I think more yeah. often than not, they will throw more than 33, 35 times. And so I think that's going to be more of their MO. I think we we see more of these guys get involved. Boyd can have a, a better game. And so I, I do have Chase slightly behind Higgins, still above Boyd. But, um, still really like him. And then Chase Claypool, I think this was was more Tradavius White where Ben tried to focus on easier matchups. Uh, Juju had a much easier matchup. I think Deontay's always going to be his number one target anyways. We just didn't see Chase Claypool get the same uh, target share that that maybe he normally would get. And he just has that athleticism where I do think in an easier matchup uh, against these Las Vegas corners that he will produce and has a better shot at the touchdown, which is something he was known for last year. Um, AB, that. This is a guy that you brought up. This whole wide receiver three tier is guys that you could list could be wide receiver ones, but you know what I mean. Like all of these guys, yeah. Antonio Brown we saw it last week. OBJ we know his upside. Devontae Smith definitely can do that. Um, Waddle I think has that upside. So I think all of these guys are just there's enough question marks either with the volume or we ha- have we seen enough yet. You know, with with Smith and Waddle, I've seen some good stuff from them, but. I, I just need to see more before I start moving them up there. So honestly, this is this is a tier of really good guys. These are guys that I want starting. In most leagues, you should be able to start these guys. Uh, I told you when we weren't recording, I'm really nervous about running backs after about like running back 26, 27, after you get the Javante, Melvin Gordon. I'm kind of nervous about some of those running backs. I'm starting all of these wide receivers and more over these running backs. So your flex is probably this week are a lot of wide receivers. Even Cortland Sutton, I get it, he was um, not himself this week one, uh, but with Jerry Judy out, I think a lot more um, of, of Bridgewater's attention gets focused on Sutton as the clear wide receiver one in this offense. And then Marquise Brown, he was a guy that I should have been higher on. Honestly, um, he really did well. He caught all those his targets. Now they face Kansas City, where I think they're going to have to pass uh, to kind of keep up with them. So I think this should be another uh, Marquise Brown um, happy game. So uh, Mike Williams, I'm going to let you touch on him because I think you're higher than I am. He, he's going to be um, hopefully really good in this game with an over under of like, I think it's 55 and a half. It's Bonkers between the uh, Cowboys and the Chargers. So, um, talk about Mike Williams and, and where do you have him again? I have Williams all the way up at sixteen. Oh, I missed that. I, I missed that <laughs> a long time ago. Then, nice. That's 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 good. It, this is this is definitely the week where he can definitely do that again. I think he had two touchdowns week one, right? Yeah, it's not even so much
0: chasing the the points if he's finally getting the the targets. I mean, he was right behind. Uh, I think Keenan had thirteen last week. Mike Williams had twelve. Now that was with uh, with Austin Eckler, you know, head scratchingly having zero, no targets, which, you know, nobody saw coming. But, you know, shootout against the Dallas secondary, even if, you know, we were, we're both expecting Eckler to start getting back to his old role. He was, you know, uh, going into that week nursing that hamstring injury did seem precautionary but he did not get any targets so i think we see that change this week but he, even so i think in this matchup like you just said uh, the the over under already coming out that i can't imagine that that spread is too far apart either so they're both going to have high implied point totals just really excited about this uh, overall you have him at 35 kev right now has mike williams down at 41 so i am uh, i'm way above both of you guys, I, I like Marquise Brown where you have him. I have him just outside of my wide receiver threes. Kind of just feels like in this game, like I said, when whenever we were going through the quarterback rankings, whenever you are forcing Lamar Jackson to throw, I think it's when he can get into a little bit of trouble. But he did; he, he had some nice flashes. I liked what I saw, some progressions from him as a uh, as a passer. You know, Sammy Watkins just out there doing his week one Sammy Watkins <laughs> things. Outside outside of that, man. I really don't have too much to touch on. You were talking about a lot of the things with, with this group. Like there's guys I feel like I could put up here, guys I feel like I can move down. But in general, I feel a lot better about, you know, the, these wide receivers that are further on down the list versus what you were talking about the running backs. Uh, Devonta Smith obviously leading the, the way there for Philly. Now with uh, Jason Verrett out with another torn ACL. Josh Norman's there. He was inactive last week, but, I mean, I – he, I think he's dust at this point like Devonta Smith should be able to put him you know in, a, in an absolute uh, turnstile if if he ends up getting matched up with him so I'm not worried about the matchup but having him down here at, at 32 feels too low. I like to match for Juju again this week going up against the Raiders you know Tyler Boyd I was I, I had him higher last week because I was thinking like all right this D line for the Vikings is gonna get after. Her is going to get after Joe Burrow, should get the ball out quicker. Boyd only saw four targets, but like you were touching on, they threw less than 30 30 times. So I I do think we see that change. But, you know, if if Cooper Cup is any indication, this is where you attack that Chicago defense. So maybe this could be a Tyler Boyd game. And some guys just after him who I like, you know, Jacoby Myers up there. I think Nelson Aguilar should be in the discussion as well. Uh, Sterling Shepard coming out and reminding people that he is not dead and he still is in fact good at football. I think 30, either 38 or 39 of his 58-59 snaps came from the slot, which is where he's. I, I know he can mix in on the outside, but he's a much better slot receiver. So if they're going to keep playing him there, I really like that for, for Sterling Shepard. In this matchup, it's going to be tough with the outside uh, corners that Washington has. You know, Jalen Waddle. Uh, shout out to J. Mike. Me and him were both uh, a little bit higher on him going into redraft season. I wasn't as high on him for, for dynasty purposes, but that's because we had, a, we had a loaded class. And guys like Darnell Moody, you know, Rondell Moore came out weird. Uh, I was told, you know, because he was 5'7", he wouldn't be able to do anything. I know Christian Kirk is going to get all the love because he scored the two touchdowns, but they had pretty similar target and, uh, you know, yard and catch numbers outside of the uh, touchdown disparity. What about for you? Who outside of this top 36 area do you like? Who are you looking at throwing in your flex spot?
1: Yeah, this is where it gets really interesting because the matchups, I felt like last week, they were really tough for some of these wide receiver threes. And now for a lot of these flex guys that I'd want to start, they're a little bit tougher. But uh, the guy that kind of jumps out to me, I'll only name a couple, but uh, Cole Beasley, I think we kind of forget how much he gets targeted with the Buffalo Bills. You and I were talking about it uh, with some of our group um, in a Voxer chat. But, man, he gets uh, peppered with targets. He is that wide receiver, too. As much as we want to, you know, pump up Gabe Davis on my end or or Manny Sanders, it is Cole Beasley. Um, So I think him being the slot with tough outside corners um, in Miami, I think he could be a, a weapon there. And then the other guy, it really depends on how OBJ is. I really don't know what to make of the obj situation this is again maybe a friday ranks update Uh, but jarvis landry going up against houston um, if he is the only show in town i'm gonna assume that he can uh, get some things done there so he's another guy that i would consider um, if if obj is out and then even if obj is in maybe if you're desperate and then like you said tyler boyd I just I just like the Cincinnati Bengals offense. I get it that they didn't quite all put it together week one, but I do think Boyd um, can get some more targets than he did in week one. Um, I'm not really worried about Chicago. This is they're at the point where they have really good linebackers, like elite linebackers. They have Akeem Hicks in the middle, Robert Quinn, but like their secondary is very beatable. So I'm not favoring them or, or not favoring them. They're one of those middle. Past secondary. So I, I think Boyd can definitely get some some wins against that secondary. Um, so those are the three guys i toss out. The rest of these guys, tougher matchups. Can Terrace Marshall find the end zone against uh, the Saints? I think that's possible. Um, Tyrell Williams didn't see kind of the targets that we wanted him to see It playing catch up uh, in a game where they were behind by a lot. Maybe he could turn it on against the Green Bay Packers, but I'm not probably rolling him out. It, it's just kind of tough there. It really just depends on where we can see the volume. And after one week, it's hard for me to trust some of these guys, you know.
0: Then just other guys to to know quickly, especially if you're in some deeper leagues. Uh, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, both obviously have good matchups against uh, against Jacksonville. So I think they're in play again in, in deeper leagues. Something I'm really curious to see, can Brian Edwards carry his momentum into week two? can they take some of the 19 targets away from Darren Waller and spread them around? Because it was really weird when they targeted Brian Edwards in the last, you know, three seconds of the game, he did pretty damn well and he looked beastly out there. So I really hope that this can be a turning point. He can carry some of that momentum because obviously this is a uh, Brian Edwards friendly fantasy site around these parts. So, other than that, I, I think that is going to wrap things up. Any questions you guys have, please drop them in the in the comments. Join the Discord. Get in the conversation over there. If you are not yet subscribed, please hit that subscribe button. If you're listening on podcast, rate, review. We really appreciate all the support and all the feedback. If you have any other you know comments, questions for us, please let us know that as well. Until the next time, we will catch you on the next one. Mm-hmm.